Well, take those same two hands and those same lips and give God the best praise that you've given. Hallelujah. We honor God for another day. And this is the day that the Lord has made. And I am rejoicing. I woke up rejoicing and being glad in it. Amen. I just honor God and I give him glory for his goodness and mercy in my life. Um, as you're standing on the screens, we do have our vision affirmation. And since we are together here, um, we should recite it together. Amen. Ready, set, read. We are a people called by God. We do this by reclaiming the loss. That is what God has called us to do. If you don't mind, as you're getting ready to take your seat, give God one more praise for what he's called us to do, who he's called us to be. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated as you grab your Bibles. Um, um, if you have your Bibles, whether it's analog Bible, digital Bible, um, we will be coming from Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5 and as you are finding Joshua and whatever you have I just want to thank you um, for those of you who tuned in to our 27 installments of last Sunday's sermon amen amen those of you tuned in understand what I'm talking about um, 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 we had we we had advertised that we were going live on last week because of the inclement weather it wasn't inclement for a lot of people but it was for some and we just made the decision that we thought it was best that we um, worship online and so what we had endeavored to do was i i had pre-recorded message because i wanted to stick within a time frame and I didn't want to be too long um, because you know the truth be told if you watching church from home you know you can easily get distracted by anything you know you know the green zone or you know I'm let me go see my dad and let me go in the other room and and so I didn't want to be so long that I would lose you so I wanted to be just as concise as I possibly could so I pre-recorded um, one of the earlier messages that we had preached and it was edited um, just like a television broadcast and so that's what I had planned but in the mean in the middle of it uh, our live counted down but the video never came up and so we posted the video so that those of you could watch it and we started getting calls saying no we want to see our pastor live we don't want to see a video recording and so I got my cell phone uh, and, and Minister Byron and myself were going back and forth trying to trying to set up I was gonna set up a camera and and just go for it finally I got my phone my wife came in and she put it on Facebook live for me as technical as I am she had to put live on for me that's about the only thing technical she can work in my house amen but she got that amen so she was helping me um, 
Uh, for some reason, I couldn't get a good signal, so every time I went down, uh, I was a few minutes behind. The, the broadcast was a few minutes behind me, so y'all saw me talking, but I was actually off. And so she was in there scrambling, trying to get me back on. So that's why we had 27 installments of the message. But I want to thank those of you who joined in, tuned in, and watched. Finally, after the second or third time, I said, y'all just stay with me. I'll be right back. And the Lord ministered to us, and, and um, I did my best to do what I could on my phone. Amen. And the Lord, was he stretched us on last week. And I thank him for it. Um, the blessing of that was that um, normally here I'm ministering to you. I may minister to 75, 80, 100 people on a Sunday morning. Um, but on last Sunday, I ministered to over 400 people. Throughout the week, those of you were sharing the, the, the installments and people were watching and people were commenting and from whatever area of the country they were, they were inboxing uh, me on Facebook and telling me how they enjoyed the word and how they were following us. And, and so I thank God for that. We are going live. Um, we're still working out the technical kinks for our in-service live, but um, I'm getting ready in the next week or so. Um, we're going to start streaming pre-recorded broadcast of our services on Facebook and YouTube uh, on an ongoing basis. And then we're going to go live in a very live church service. Amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, restored life is moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're moving and we are growing. And I just wanted to thank those of you that joined in. Those of you that gave online last week, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. It is encouraging that we have, uh, we're growing a church that understands their fiduciary responsibility. And no matter whether they're at home or not, they're going to take care of God's church. Amen. And so we want to thank you for those of you who did that. Um, our musicians were cringing last week because we didn't have church, but I didn't want nobody to die on the way here because uh, y'all don't charge for funerals. And so uh, uh, I wanted everybody to be safe. Amen. But they here today. Amen. Amen. And we thank God for you being here, all our guys. All right. You got your Bibles at Joshua? Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, as you're holding it. Uh, uh, in our previous installments, even on last week, um, um, we found that Joshua is given instructions um, by God to carry out the impossible, impossible task left by Moses. Joshua had a hard job. He had some huge shoes he had to fill, and he had a whole lot of people. He had a whole lot of cousins that had to follow him. Now, if you've ever had to lead somebody, you will understand the kind of predicament Joshua is in. He watched his predecessor have a hard time with people following him and all of the problems that went along with it and the problems that went along with managing a large group of people. And even with the miracles that God had wrought through the hands of Moses, he saw how difficult the task was. Moses now dies. God comes to him and says, my servant Moses is dead, but I'm going to put you in his place. 
And it's in Joshua chapter, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, that we start to develop the underpinnings or underpinnings or foundation to what I believe that God is calling us to do as a people, as a, a global body, and then as a local fellowship. I'm just going to run through quickly verses 2 through 4 so we can get an understanding of what God is calling us to do. Uh, verse 2 says this, and I'm not reading the whole thing. I'm just pulling out the excerpts from it. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. That speaks to involvement. Joshua had to do something. We are entering into a time, beloved, where we can't just sit still and wait on God to show up. We can't just wait on the manifestation or we can't wait on the prophetic declaration or promise. We have to do something in the meantime. God says, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. But first, you got to get up. You get up and go over this Jordan. Now, Jordan was a river, a, 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 a river that the banks flew, uh, flowed real high, and you just couldn't walk through it. It had to, you either had to sail across it or it had to do like the Red Sea, open up so you could cross it. And so he says, get up and go over this Jordan. Say involvement. The second thing I see here, he says, not only you go, you and all this people say investment. The reason that you have to get involved is you have to allow God to stretch you to become an investment to someone else around you. Beloved, do you not understand that there's someone around you watching you? There's somebody looking for you to give them the answer to their question. Maybe the answer ain't in your Bible. Maybe the answer ain't in uh, uh, um, your mouth, but the answer is in your story. I got it. Thank you. Thank you. The answer is in your story. You have a story to tell. You have something that will get somebody from where they are to where God wants them to be. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in you. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. You're going to have to invest yourself in someone. First of all, say involvement. Second of all, say investment. I saw in verse 3 here, verse 3 and 4, it says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. That's a shouting point right there. Everything you step on, God says, I'm going to give you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, see, see how y'all looking? Y'all don't, don't get it. Some of y'all, the reason that you can't celebrate that is because you ain't doing nothing. You ain't stepping on nothing. You have not gotten a vision in your head of what God has for you. I got it in my head, and I'm going to step in it. I don't know about nobody else in the room. I'm preaching more than y'all saying amen. I'm get, Look at your neighbor. I know I'm bugging you and your neighbor, but look at your neighbor and say, I'm about to step in what God has for me. He says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you as I said to Moses. Somebody shout increase. increase. So in verses 2 through 4, we see involvement, investment, and increase. We see these three things. We have to involve ourselves. We have to invest ourselves, not only our money, but our time, our talent, our resources, People that we know, uh, we have to invest ourselves. Um, there are some of you that, that you know should be sitting next to you. Come on. Come on now. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate the seats that are full, but then I'm looking at the seats that are not. And so uh, it's, it's up to us to invest ourselves in someone else where they feel like, well, I want to go the way you go to church because I see something in you and I want to know how you are getting what you are getting. Yeah, involvement, investment, and increase. But however, although those are the foundational verses, it is in verse 5 that we begin to understand how our impossibilities become possibilities. Not only do we see them in the life of Joseph, but if you look very closely, you will see them in your own life. And this is where I'm taking our text for today. A Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. That was my introduction, by the way. Verse, verse 5 says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Uh, yeah, yeah, your haters can show up, but they can't stop you. All right, and, and, and here it is, here it is. It says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. I just want to take a brief few moments and I want to talk to us from this subject. Why my impossibility just got possible? Why my impossibility just got possible? I don't know uh, if that will ignite some hope in someone in this room, but, but, but my, the thing that I'm facing that it feels like I ain't going to be able to win against, it just got possible. I wish I had some spade players in the room because if I had some spade players in the room, you'll understand that sometimes that card that ain't necessary a spade comes out to be a, a possible. And, 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 and even when you bid, I don't know how y'all play, but I play I play with a kitty and I and I, I, I call my books. And, and so I look at my partner, I say, partner, what you got over there? What you what you got over there? My partner might say, well, 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 I'm looking pretty good over here, cuz. I'm straight right here. Uh, you just play your hand. Play your hand, cuz. I got you. I got you. Just play. I ain't got no spade players here. Uh, be it whiz players. I got you. Well, what you got over there? I, I, I got three in a possible. Uh, that possible means that, that in, in a regular circumstance, it would lose the book. But if I play it right and watch the board and do what I'm supposed to do, that might be a book that we encountered on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a dangerous player. Uh, I, I don't like to go board. I don't play board because, board, you just barely getting by. I want to do it rig. What you got? Let's run a Boston on them. Let's, let's run a Boston. Y'all don't know what a Boston is. Boston is 10 books and above. I'm, I'm going to run the table. Look here. I see some real players out there. Yeah, I'm going to run the table. I might not have what I say I got, but I'm going to bluff till I get there. Oh, that's a sermon for somebody right there. I just said my title. But sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. You got to act victorious before the victory comes. You got to learn how to celebrate God before the celebration begins. I don't know who I'm talking to in the room, but I feel like I'm preaching to somebody. Sometimes you got to get ready to juke before the juke start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to start partying in the mirror before you get to the club. Why? Y'all, I wasn't at church last week. Y'all got to forgive me. Yeah. Why my impossibility just got possible? 
now, 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 it, it is my responsibility to encourage you as much as I possibly can. I want you to know that I believe in you. I believe that you can do any and everything that God has uh, uh, commanded you to do. I believe that all things are possible for you through Christ Jesus. I believe that. But in my efforts to encourage you and to make you feel like you can do everything, I do want to offer balance. I do want to offer balance. I don't want to build your esteem up so high that you go out and you are left, you are let down because you have failed to see both sides of the equation. And so I want to just say this. Although God has placed in you everything that you need, you are great. You can go out here and you can leap over walls and run through troops and you can do all of those things. I got to tell you that audacious faith is not necessarily just based on who you are or what you can do. Audacious faith is based on who God is and what he's already done and what he will continue to do mm. well 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 pastor i know we're in this series called stretch marks and so why is god stretching me then if if he's if if, if faith is based on what he can do why is he stretching us if, well what he's doing is he's stretching our faith in his faithfulness Okay, I, I lost half of y'all in the room. Uh, um, what God is doing is he's stretching our faith. But he's stretching it to know that God is faithful, that I can do all things through Christ. That I still got to do something. But in order for it to be successful, I got to do it through Oh, y'all getting there with me? Through Christ. So that means I got to be, I got to have faith. In his faithfulness. As a matter of fact, the greatest argument against impossibility or in of a greatest argument against the impossible is God's ability. Okay, let me see. When you're facing any kind of insurmountable uh, uh, obstacle, you, you got to look at it in this way. We always look at it as, can I do it? Can I get through this? Can I beat this? No, 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 no. The way that you know you can make it through whatever you're going through is because God is able in you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, touch yourself and say, God is able in me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Our God is able. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right there will take you a long way uh, through this year. All you got to do is realize that no matter what it is, no matter what you face, no matter how bad it may seem, no matter how hard it may feel, no matter how painful it may be, my God is able. Uh, yeah, 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 he's able. I, I can look through the room right now and, and see a bunch of testimonies on your face about how able God is. Yeah, yeah, co-pastor uh, uh, was, was, was alluding to earlier talking about the miracles that we have represented in the room today. They can tell you God is able, able, able. Maybe you didn't have a heart attack, but maybe you were broke last week and didn't know if you were going to have enough gas to get from your house to the gas station and realize that you had just enough to get you where you had to go. They can tell you God is 
able. Now, maybe, maybe you don't have a financial problem. Maybe you were finna whoop somebody's behind. The old you was about to come out and you was about to clown, act a fool, act a monkey. You was gonna be in jail today. Somebody was gonna have to have your bail money in their glove box. But the thing was, the reason that you ain't in jail right now is because God is. Able, 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 able. He is able. Not only is God able, God is anxious. Oh, I hear you scholars in the room. Scholars in the room and those of you that are online looking at me, at the, uh, looking at me from your theologian aspect, uh, you'll say, well, the Bible says that be anxious for nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. In that particular text, anxious means nervous. Yeah, but in this particular uh, dynamic, anxious means excited. Yeah, yeah, God is able and he is anxious. He, he is jumping to the opportunity to stretch the limits of his abilities. I don't know about y'all, but God gets bored being God. Okay, yeah, I know I lost y'all there because y'all don't see that. God, a God that knows everything and has everything gets bored if he doesn't have a way to stretch himself. Oh, yeah. You thought that you were the only one that got stretching in this whole thing. God is stretching also. Yeah, yeah. God wants to explore how great he can be. Oh, yeah. He, he wants to explore how great he can actually be. That's why you're going through the intensity of hell that you're going through. And God allowed it. The reason that he's allowing you to deal with what you're dealing with is because he wants to understand how great he can be. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God wants another opportunity to expand the level of his goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we know God is great and God is good. But, but, but when you put a question before it, it changes the dynamic. Because if you ask, we say God is great and God is. But what happens when you say how great are you? Or how good are you? Okay, if I were to ask Minister Philip how good is God, Minister Philip would have to go back in his mind and recollect all of the incidents and accidents and situations in his life that God showed himself to be great and good in order to give me a definition of the goodness and the greatness of God. You're going to have to find some way of measuring, good God Almighty, his goodness and his greatness so when you want to ask how good God is or how great God is it gives God an opportunity to stretch ah yeah he wants to he don't ever want to do the thing the same way at the same level yeah 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 God was good to you Pam yesterday but God wants to be better to you today yeah, 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 yeah. God was great to you last week, but God wants to be greater in you. Oh, yeah. That's why the scripture says greater is he in. Uh, not just great, greater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can push that text even further. God just not, does not just want to be greater. He wants to be the greatest. Oh, look at somebody. Look how y'all looking at me. God wants to be the greatest in you. Oh, yeah. I wish you could turn to your neighbor if you your neighbor ain't tired of you and say he wants to be greater than great in you. Uh, I feel prophetic in the room right here, right now. Can I tell you, those of you that listen to me, if you will grab this by the Holy Spirit, your life will be blessed. God wants to stretch on your behalf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He not only wants to stretch you, he wants to stretch in you. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some stretching that we got to do for ourselves. But there's some expansion that he wants to do in you. So, in our text, yeah, in our text, God gives Joshua his assignment. Then he gives Joshua an assessment of the problem. He says, get up, assignment. Get up and go across the Jordan. Assessment. And get all of the stuff that I promised Moses. I promised Moses that he would have from here in Lebanon to all the way to across the Euphrates River. And, and you would even have the land of the Hittites. Yeah, I'm going to give you the land that I had somebody else fixing up for you. Well, God, they are enemies. Yeah, that's what I called them to be. I wanted your enemies to prepare your blessing. Oh, yeah. Y'all stop crying about your haters. Stop crying about your supervisors that don't like you. Stop running from them. Stop complaining about them. Because what actually has happened is God is getting your haters to prepare your blessing for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you might not have to stay on that job, but while you're there, God is giving you everything you need to get to do what you call to do. Oh, look at somebody. Y'all don't like that. But your haters are a blessing to you. His assessment, he says, I'm giving you the land that I've had the Hittites cultivate for you. And then God gives him his assurance. No man shall be able to stand before you in the days of your life as I was. I got that little preacher growl in my voice. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I, 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 see, I see two words, two words, two words. I'm going to talk about these words and we're going to get out of here. I'm trying to preach on a time limit. The first thing I see is I was. Your past is proof that God has been by your side. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was. God remained faithful even when you were foolish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm a walking testimony. I'm, I'm a walking, talking testimony that God took care of me when I didn't want to take care of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, God had my back when I was drunk and, and, and driving on the way home. I, I didn't get a DUI or I didn't run up a tree somewhere or I didn't kill nobody because God was with me yeah yeah when i was smoked when i was geeked to the max when i was high, high when i was oh yeah i had that ooh wee on me I, I, god kept me when i was outside my house praying that god bring me down because the party was over everybody was gone and i was still high and i was still trying to come down god was with me he brought me down and talked to me when i was high when i was high and humping God kept all manner of disease off of me. I didn't get caught. I, 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 I almost got caught, but I got out the window in time. I was trapped in the closet, and I didn't know how I was going to get out, but the Lord was with me. Y'all don't know how I appreciate God about that because the Holy Ghost was with me when he didn't want to be. Oh, yeah. He knew I was going wrong. Y'all know how y'all do. Y'all know how y'all do. I ain't going. I ain't going. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I ain't going. I ain't going. And you putting on your clothes. Why you saying, I ain't going? And, and God, you said in your word that, that with temptation, you'll make a way of escape. And, and I saw the way of escape, but I didn't want to take that way. I, I didn't really want to escape. I really wanted to get to where I was going. I wanted to be where I was going to be. And, and God, the Holy Ghost went with me and cried the whole time. 
yet he loved me enough to snatch me out of it before I kill my fool self. Now I know y'all sitting around here bougie and looking at me like you ain't had them issues in your life. Uh, the first thing you need to repent about is lying because all y'all lying because everybody in this room and everybody watching me online has had some but God moments. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, they wrote a song about it. Like to hear it, hear it go. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where, good God Almighty, would I be? Uh, it went on to say, He kept my enemies away. He let the sun shine through a cloudy day. He rocked me in the cradle of His arm when He knew I had been doubted by the storm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When I think about the Lord was with me, it causes me to take a grateful break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might be riding in my car and I'll just holler. I know they're thinking I'm on my cell phone, but I'm taking a grateful break. Sometimes I might be in my classroom and I just throw my hands up real quick before the kids can see I'm just taking a grateful break. I wish I had somebody in here that could remember when, and even if your win was last night, if you could remember when God kept you and give him a grateful break right here, right now. I'm grateful, I'm grateful. I, I, I see as I was, that's the first two words. I see, I see something else here. I, I, I will be. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you, I, I will be. A God is committed to your current. Yeah, yeah, he was with you in your past, but he's committed to your current situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's saying to me right now, if you are willing to be stretched in whatever you're going through, he is willing to stretch out. Oh, <clears throat> that went over your head. I'm going to go on this side of the room over here. If you are willing to stretch in, he is willing to stretch out. I'm, I'm going to go over here. I'm more, more degrees on this side, I think. If, 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 if you are willing to allow God to stretch you. Okay, let me explain. When, when you know you're supposed to cuss him out and you don't, he's stretching you. Some of y'all, he's stretching on this fast because more people done called you to come get some. More people done called you to go to the club. More people done called you to hang out and do all the things that you know you shouldn't do while you on this period of consecration. And you fussing at God because you want to know why I got to do this at this time in my life. Because after this over, them same people ain't calling me. God is stretching. I start with this here. Y'all just look at me like y'all don't know what I'm talking about so they won't know I'm talking about you. Just look at me, wrinkle up your brow real quick and be like, what is he saying? Some of y'all have had more opportunity to cuss in the last five days. It'll roll off your tongue like you speaking in tongues. It'll sound like singing if you get on the road. But, but, but God is saying, hold your peace. Just, just, just shut it up. Just don't, 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 don't. He's stretching. Ah, but it's hard being stretched. I can't get stretched and be hungry at the same time. 
At least if I'm going to be stretched, let me get something to eat. At least if I'm going to be stretched, let me get on Facebook. If, if I'm going to be stretched, let me do something else. But don't let me not, not be able to eat what I want and still got to be. Let him stretch you. Because if you let him stretch you in it, he's going to stretch out. Oh, yeah, I wish I had some praying, some praying people in the room. God wants to stretch out. Now, I got to ask you a question. What is it or who can contain God? I have found nobody that can contain God. So what happens if God gets in your situation and decides to stretch? Oh, what happens if God gets in your bank account and your finances and decides to what happens if God gets into that regular relationship that you have done all you could do to fix it and it still ain't fixed and he gets in and decides to stretch out. I, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I need God to stretch out in my stuff. As a matter of fact, Minister Pam, the reason that your dilemma has not been transformed into deliverance is because God hadn't started stretching yet. He hasn't started to stretch yet. But I feel by the power of the Holy Ghost that I can tell you God is starting to stretch. Oh, yeah. He's starting to stretch in your situation. I know we just got to 2017 crunk up. I know it just started. We just went in. And we're still in the month of January. But God is getting ready to stretch out. That's why you feel people pulling on you. That's why you feel situations tugging on you. That's why you feel decisions that you got to make worrying you because God's saying, I'm trying to get you to stretch in it so I can stretch out of it. I want to get in you to the point where I, when I stretch my arms, everything that's been hindering you falls off. Every shackle falls off. Every block falls off. Every no turns to yes. Every wall comes down. But you got to allow God to stretch I see I was with Moses I will be with you the third and final thing I see I don't know I can't see my clock real good tell me what I got the third and final thing that I see he is I won't wait a minute wait a minute wait I was I will and I won't yeah 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 I cannot tell you that God is fastened to your future he was with you in your past. He's committed to your current. Now he's fastened with you in your future. And, and, and I couldn't think of no other witty thing to say. So I flipped over in my Bible to some other scriptures. And I found this in Philippians 1 and 6. Being confident in this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you. Uh, uh, a real completed until the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, that means that uh, if I start something, <laughs> yes sir, I'm going to finish it. Uh, and it won't be finished until Jesus comes back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw something here that, 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 that blessed me. That, that no matter what you go through, co-pastor, or no matter what we go through and as a congregation, I need you to find out, to understand that God finishes what he started. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, neighbor. One thing I found about God. 
that he finishes what he started. Look at somebody else on the other side. I'm ready. You ain't even got to wait on me. Come on. Look at somebody on the other side and say, neighbor, God will finish what he started. Yes, I saw something here. When God created the heavens and the earth, yes, he couldn't pronounce a blessing over it until it was finished. And then when he finished, he said it was good and very good. Yes, as a matter of fact, even in sin, sin cannot bring forth death until it is Finish. I thank all two of y'all for catching on. Yeah, yeah. Jesus came to the earth and he got up on the cross, but nothing could happen. Yes, the ground couldn't split open, the rocks couldn't split open, the dead couldn't come out of the grave, the temple couldn't be torn, the veil couldn't be ripped until Jesus said three words. It's finish what key am I in yes you got to understand that the Lord finishes what he started I'm done now on my way on my way to my seat but before I go I got to tell somebody the reason that your impossibility just got possible because God is not finished yet. Yeah. I wish I had the voice to preach. By the time you catch on, I'm going to be at the game. God has not finished yet. Look at your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Look at your neighbor. As a matter of fact, grab your neighbor by the hand. Grab your neighbor. If you got to reach over somebody, grab your neighbor. Grab their hand, the hand you got, facing all kinds of situations, the hand you got, dealing with turmoil, the hand you got, maybe dealing with sickness, the hand you got, may have attorney issues, may have law issues, the hand you got, may have to go to the doctor next week, but I cannot tell you to tell your neighbor, Say name. Oh, y'all didn't say it right. I need some more tone from over here. Say name. Yeah. Yeah. I need you one more time. Say neighbor. I came to tell you. Don't worry about what you're going through. Because one thing. I'm assured of that God is not finished yet. Neighbor, you can't quit because God's not finished. Neighbor, you can't throw in the towel because God's not finished. Neighbor, don't give up on me because God is not finished. Why? I got another song. Please with me why cause God is not through with me yet I may still cuss around but he's not finished I still
will make mistakes, but he's not finished. I may be 70 and 80 years old, but oh, he's not finished. I wish I could holler, DJ. Yeah! 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 He's not finished. I'm done now. This is the last time. I'm going to tell you to touch your neighbor. Grab another neighbor by the hand. Ooh. Ooh. Grab another neighbor by the hand. Squeeze their hands like you're going to squeeze it off. Oh, yeah. This is the first time we've been in here on a Sunday morning. Well, pull your neighbor. Shake your neighbor. Pull your neighbor. Shake your neighbor. Pull your neighbor. Shake your neighbor. Look at him in the face. Look at him in the eye and say, neighbor. Oh, y'all ain't Pentecostal enough. Say, neighbor. Oh, I got some Baptist people in the room. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. You better get ready. The blessing is on your way. Because God is not finished blessing you. If you believe it, shout it. Yeah. Yeah. He's not finished. He's not through blessing you. He's definitely not through blessing you. You got some more people. You got to win for God. Yes. You got a testimony. He's not through blessing you. You got some more things to do outside of your employment. He's not through blessing you. I don't preach myself happy. Not through blessing you. Mama, you can't give up now because you got some more miles. You got to walk. He's not through blessing you. I wish I had some grateful people in the room that can thank God for not being finished. He was with you. He is with you. And he's going to be a hum. He was. He is. He's going to. He was. He is. And he. Uh, oh, he was. Thank you, Jesus. He is. Thank you, Jesus. And he's going to be. He was. Hallelujah. He is. Thank you, Jesus. And he's going to be whichever one you want to praise God for. Praise him right now. I wish you would testify to about seven or eight people. Eight is, a number, eight is new beginnings. I want you to find eight people and say, my impossibility just got possible. I don't care. You might have to get out of your seat to do it. Eight people, eight people. Don't cheat it. Eight people. My impossibility just got possible. Just got possible. 
it just got it. Don't grin back at them. Tell them. Tell them. If you somebody said that to you, say it back. Don't just sit there and grin. Say it back. You're putting something in your atmosphere. My possible impossibilities just got possible. That job they said no to just got possible. That income increase that they said no to just got possible. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Say it by faith even if you don't feel it. Say it. My impossibilities just got possible. Now I dare you to celebrate God right now. It just got possible. Some of y'all starting to catch on right now. It just got possible. It just got possible. Oh, come on, Zion. Come on, Zion. It just got possible. minutes just a few more seconds come on give him glory give him open your mouth in here come on just a few more seconds come on come on come on come on come on come on I've been in some situations in my life financially where it was some stuff that I wanted to do and I couldn't do it because I didn't have no money. And I don't know about y'all, maybe I'm the only one that got crazy faith like this. I would get out my car, I would pull up at my house and get out my car and say, maybe there's a check somewhere in my mailbox. I sure want to do such and such a thing, but I ain't got no money. Maybe there's a check. And, and I would just, you know, gingerly walk to the mailbox because I would say it out my mouth, but really wouldn't believe it. I'd be expecting some bills, you know. And then I'd go in there and there is a check. My whole disposition changes. I was getting ready to get out my truck and go in my house, but then when the check, I immediately said, oh, the bank's still open. 
I got in a hurry because of the possibility. Oh, I just lost y'all. When I pulled up in my driveway, I was facing the impossible. But when I realized that God had something waiting on me, my impossibility just oh, got possible. And my whole demeanor changed. My whole speed of movement changes. And I ain't going to bother you no more. But if you could just get that her thing in your mind and say, oh, it just got possible. And give God the praise based on what it is. I'll give you the next 30 seconds to do it right now. Y'all, I got to let this go because I'm going over my time. But I need you to testify to somebody and tell them you ain't got to tell them all your business, but just give them a little bit and say it just got possible. Tell somebody somebody said no to you about. I did testify that it just got possible. They said I couldn't get a new home. They said I couldn't get a new apartment. They said I was gonna have to drive this raggedy car. But you, uh, you know what? It just got possible. Yeah. They said I didn't qualify for the position, but you know what? It just got possible. Yeah. They said I wasn't gonna live long, but you know what? It just got possible. Yeah. They said that all my children weren't gonna be saved, but you know what? It just got possible. I dare you to testify. Yeah. Hey. It just got possible. Hun, I told you to keep up with the clock. It just got possible. Y'all stop, y'all stop. I gotta stop, I gotta stop. Anybody feel them in here like I do right here? Oh my, hallelujah. It just got possible. I ain't gonna do no pump, no formal pumping um, circumstance and pumping circumstance. If you in here and you not saved, your life being saved just got possible. If you don't know the Lord Jesus right now, these ministers are coming up right now. They're standing. They're going to minister Christ to you. As a matter of fact, I tell you what you do. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed. Nobody's looking but these ministers up front with me and myself. Every other head bowed and every other eye closed. If you're in this place and you're not saved, you know you're not saved. If you were to die tomorrow and you don't know where your soul would be, whether you would lift your eyes up in hell or lift your eyes up in heaven. If you have a question about that, then you are not saved. If you're in this room while every head is bowed and nobody is looking to embarrass you, just slip your hands in the air. If you're in here, not saved, not saved, not saved, not saved, not saved, not saved, not saved. 
All right, all right. If you are in here, why every head is bowed and every eye is closed, and you're saying, I am saved, I know Jesus, but I am not affiliated with a local church, I'm not affiliated with a local body, and I know, I know that I need to be connected with a local body. If you're in this place, lift your hands. It does not mean that you got to come today. It does not mean that. But it does mean that you recognize that you need to be a part of a local assembly. Even if it's not this church, you believe that you need to be a part of a church. Yeah, yeah, I see your hands. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Third call, if you are in this place and you say, I need to rededicate my life to Christ. I was saved. I know Jesus, but I've been doing some things that I know I shouldn't be doing. And while we're in this consecration, I want to get it right with God. I want to get it right. If you are here, I said lift your hands wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are. All right, for all three of those categories, if you are unsaved, if you want to rededicate your life, or if you want to become a member here of Restored Life Bible Church, wherever you are, get up from wherever you are. These seats are available for you. Come on, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are. Come on, wherever. Wherever you are, these seats are made available for you. Made available for you. You can come now. Look at somebody next to you and say, if you want me to come, I will go with you. I will go with you. Come on, beloved. Don't sit here and look like a mule at a new gate. Come on. Go to work. Go to work. Hallelujah. 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 These ministers are standing here waiting to minister to you. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. One, one verse, come on. Oh Lord, we bless you. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Someone else, come on, wherever you are, don't put it off. You've been putting it off long enough. Hallelujah. We had two come for prayer and we have one 
for covering. Um, this is the fiance, my many of you, some of you know, some of you don't know, Brian Whipple, who's a member of our church. Amen. And we are covering her um, until Brian is able to get here. Amen. 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 Will you turn around? This is Harolyn Murray. Amen. A amen. Amen. Harolyn Murray. I'm going to say to you, like I say to everyone else that has ever joined this church or become a part of this local assembly, this local family, most churches, well, a lot of churches that you go to make you feel like you are privileged to be at their church. We don't feel that way here. We feel like it's our privilege to have you here because your soul is the most important thing you have. And when you come down that aisle and you unite yourself with us, what you're saying is, I'm trusting you guys to help me get my soul from earth to heaven and enjoy earth while I'm here and then rejoice in heaven when I go. And we take that very seriously. And co-pastor and I and the rest of these people going to do our best not to jack that up. Amen? Amen. And so um, this is Harold everybody. We're going to welcome her to a family, to our family. Praise God. I just want to thank God for the, the, the man of God and the woman of God that's standing by his side. You know, um, I had met um, Brother Brian Whipple. Uh, in a church service, and he had been struggling some things, and we, and we connected, you know, right, just like that. And I told him, I said, well, you know, my father was a pastor. He's gone to be with the Lord. I'm a PK. You know how PKs can be. And um, so I had stopped every, you know, it seemed like every time I would go to a church ministry, um, that there was issues. And then I said, well, Lord, is it me? You know, I said, because everybody don't have an, an issue. And, um, and I said, well, yeah, my father, ever since he passed away, it's been a challenge trying to find another home church. So today, when you was ministering and you was talking uh, about, there was three things. One's my favorite verse. It's Philippians 6 and 1, 1 and 6, excuse me. And, and, and it is finished. God had been dealing with me in particular about that particular verse I had been praying with people, and every time I would pray, he would always tell me to say, it is finished, because he had did it on the cross, and it was finished. Their healing was finished, and this whole message ministered to me, and I have such great respect for your wife, and I don't even know you all, but I just saw the, 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 the uh, videos on Facebook, and I said, I've got to come, I said, because my, you know, my we're um, dating almost to that other level. And I said, now, if he come from her, I said, let me check this church out. He said he was saved. No, I said, yeah, let me see. Praise God. And so I did. I thank God for all of you all in your prayer. And you can say like all of these people say, we are dangerous and we belong to a dangerous church. Come on, family. Come on. Give them give God praise for our newest family member. Your daughter is here. God bless you. It's so happy. No pressure. You are right. You are right. God bless you. So glad to have you. Come on, let's give God one more praise. Amen. Amen. Did we not enjoy the word this morning? Amen. Did we not enjoy the word this morning? Amen. 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 It's giving time in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Can you do me one favor? Can you stop what you're doing? Do this for me. Can everybody stand up, please? Now, this is what I want you to do. Can we raise our hands?
Now I want you just to lean to the left. Lean to the right. Now let's lean back. Now let's lean forward. Uh-huh. You see how that felt? That's called stretching. Now have a seat. What has been happening anytime you do physical? Now, we know 2016, we was on a challenge to actually, actually get better in our working out, in our health. And this is what I found out when I started working out. I had to do the research. This is what I found out. There's mixed opinions on how stretching helps you when it comes to exercising. Okay? It, here's what they say. It improves your athletic performance. In other words, you stretch before and you stretch after because what you did makes it expand. Okay? Then it decreases your risk for activity-based injuries. Then it improves your flexibility and your range of motions. Now, you're wondering why in the world am I using this during finances? Here's why I'm understanding. Your tithe is holy. Understand what that does is that stretches your obedience. So now God can trust you with your tithe because your tithe is holy so you can understand God is stretching you because first of all, you're being obedient to his word. Our offering, God is stretching our love. Our love for him First of all, then our love for our, his church, his bride, that stretches your commitment. Then it's to our leaders. What God does, that shows you how much you respect and honor him. Why? Because that stretches your ability to value his word. Okay? God said in his word that there were five-fold ministries that he put forth. Our leaders operate in those five-fold ministries. So if we don't believe in it, that means we don't believe in God's word. So why not stretch in our moment of giving? Here's understand. This is why I use this analogy and what our apostle has been dealing with us with stretch marks. Here's why I did this. Understand your stretching in your finances operates the point where God can trust you. It gets to the point where God can trust you. Anybody ever been in a relationship and there was no giving in the relationship? You know, understand what I'm saying? I know the lady's going to hear me on this. When you get to the restaurant and the waitress go and she brings the ticket and she looking who to give it to and you looking and he looking and you looking and he looking. This was not agreed. We going Dutch. You know, you just wanted to make sure you actually stretching at that particular point. Here's what it comes to when you're trusting. When God stretches us in our finances, this is what happens. He turns, turns our life around and opens and stretch our bank account. He stretches and expands our favor. That's what this time is for you. If you're having struggling in your bills and you're struggling in your life right now financially, that's the point where you ought to get up right now and say, you know what, I got to stretch. Because here's the key. This is what really blessed me when I understood what it says. Here's the last key that happened during this moment. When you stretch, it allows the blood flow to go to your muscles and allows them to increase. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So if I'm stronger in my finances, guess what? My bank account can hold more. If my muscles are stronger, that means my favor can hold more. If I stretch myself to the point that blood comes in my muscles, I'm getting bigger to a point that I can hold more. God can trust me with more. You ought to look at your neighbor, ask your neighbor, why you don't have more? 
Maybe it's because you're not stretching yourself. I'm only going to give God these $3 and that's it. I'm only going to pay my half of my tithes. He don't need the whole 10%, just the 5%. God has put me in this point today to stretch you. And here's what I'm going to do. Our apostle teaches us in minister's class, never get up here and do something that I'm not willing to do. I'm going above my tithes and offering because I want God to stretch me. Here's my testimony on why I'm doing this. Okay, me and my wife both purchased cars this year. We needed cars. Didn't have to have cars, but we needed better cars. I went to the point that I went and upgraded my truck because my truck started getting raggedy. I rode my apostle and felt so embarrassed riding my apostle in my truck. And it started making all these noises in my truck. My pastor looked at me. He was like, mm, yeah, you got some issues going on. I said, yeah, I got some issues. My back window blown out and whatever. Went to the dealership. I kept sitting there. I said, now, I don't need a truck. But I kept talking to him. The man joined the church a couple of weeks ago. Came in and didn't understand what I needed to do. But I said, God, I'm stretching. I'm here stretching. I said, you need to do it. Cabrina worked that thing out. She kept looking at me on the side. I going, mm-mm, they can do better. I was like, okay, they can do better. Give me my keys. We both stretched ourselves to the point that, you know, when we started this fast, this week, we got return checks in the mail from dealerships. Unexpected checks. Two checks. Because of our return and our faithfulness on want to stretch. See, too many times you don't want to get the blessing because you ain't willing to step out the box and stretch. All I came to tell you today is, you need to go back into your purse, your wallet, your bank account, and stretch. There's a spirit of stretching in the room right now. So I'm advising you, if you want to get in this room and you want to get in this blessing, go back in and stretch. I'm done. Can we stand to our feet? It's time to give. It's time to give in the house of the Lord. It's time to give in the house of the Lord. Amen. God is using us right now to stretch and the ability to understand and obey his word. Amen. Amen. If you are able to give, if you're writing your check, please make your checks out to Restore Life Bible Church. Amen. If you have a swipe card, if you have a debit card or a credit card that you're using this morning, there's a gentleman in the back, Minister Lamar is in the back, that you will bring your envelope around and you will meet him in the back and you'll be able to swipe your card. Amen. If there's anyone in the room who does not have anything to give, who does not have anything to give, please raise your hand. There's a trustee that's walking up and down the aisles because our baskets are blessed. And we want you to be a part of this blessing, to be a part of this stretching. Amen? Amen. The two baskets on the outside are our love of our um, offerings, our tithes and offerings. Amen? You will place your tithe and offering in those baskets. In the, center, in the middle basket is for our love offering for our apostle and our co-pastor and his family. Amen? We want to show them how much we love them and appreciate them. Most of all, we want to show God how we trust his word and what they're called to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Are we ready to give in the house of the Lord? Can we saturate our atmosphere with our giving this morning? Can we saturate our atmosphere? 
God, we thank you this morning for stretching us this morning, for stretching us in our faith, God, for stretching us, God, in our giving, God, for stretching us, God, in our obedience to your word, God, because we are tithe payers, God. We're 100% tithing church, God. And God, we thank you for the mindset to want to tithe. God, we thank you for our offering this morning, God, because it shows us how much you, we love you, God, and how much we honor your word. God, we even thank you for the love offering envelope, God, that we're scared to bless our apostles and his family now, God, just because of who you called him to be and the service you called him to be. God, we're expecting checks in the mail, God. God, we're expecting new jobs, God. We're expecting raises, God. We're expecting promotions, God. We're expecting student loans to be paid off, God. God, we're expecting children to go to college for free, God. God, we're expecting new cars. God, we're expecting new homes, God. God, we thank you for your word, and we honor your word on this morning, God. God, accept our sacrifices today, and let it be a sweet savor in your nostrils, God. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. We want you to follow pay attention real quick we want you to follow the instructions of our, of our ushers but can the center out can you guys have a seat for me amen the ushers will come get you everybody on the outside aisles please turn and face the wall and follow the instructions of your ushers amen with his riches and glory he gives he to the barren and food and famine so i know that he'll take care of me my father's rich okay can our center aisle you can stand now all power is in his head no recession depression or repossession can withhold the blessings he has for me Won't leave you. He won't leave you. 
Lay me down right here. Everybody's standing. I'm going to dismiss you. I'm going home and relax. My Falcons already did what they should have done. So I'm going to go home and watch the Dallas game and see who we going to beat up on next. Amen. For those of you who are Dallas fans, like Minister Byron, I'm so sorry. Because if we play Dallas, we're going to put that thing on you. All right? I want to bless you. I, before I dismiss you, please be prayerful for the new birth family and the long family. Bishop Long passed this morning. Amen. He passed this morning, went home to be with the Lord. He was such a great man and did such a lot of great things for a whole lot of people. Amen. A lot of times, people ache to hear stuff bad about you that they forget about all the good stuff that you did. Amen. Because there are a whole lot of businesses around here that he blessed. There are a whole lot of teams that he sponsored. There are a whole lot of people driving cars that he gave them. I was there one Sunday. He said, anybody that need a car, mother with children, they need a car, stand up. And they stood up and he gave them all cars. Amen. He did a lot of great things. And I know we everybody want to harp on stuff that the media says and what we think and all of that. We've disrespected him by calling him Eddie Long instead of Bishop Long because he was man's God. He was God's man. And now he went home to be with the Lord. So please pray for that church. Amen. And pray for his family because he's Bishop Eddie Long, but he was daddy and husband and pastor and friend to a whole lot of other people. And so we want to be prayerful for them. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's lift our hands to the Lord. Lord, we thank you for your visitation in, unto us today. We thank you for your word speaking to us. Lord, we thank you that our impossibilities have now become possible. So I pray now by the power of the Holy Spirit that you walk out of this place empowered, encouraged to go forward, to move faster, to be stronger, to do more than you ever thought you could do. Any wall that you face, any no that's been said to you, anybody that's tried to write you off, just tell them that you thought it was an impossibility, but it has now become possible. And we'll leave this place by repeating that. My impossibility, My impossibility. is now possible, now possible through Jesus Christ. God bless you. Hug about 15 and a half people. Squeeze them real tight. Tell them you love them and everything is possible in Jesus' name. All of our first-time guests, I would love to shake your hand, hug your neck, do something, tell you a joke, something. Come by and speak to me. Amen. I need to see all members of the praise team immediately in the musician's pit. Thank you so much. All members of the praise team. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.